Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1-5, through 5, full speed ahead. We are going to be in 2 Thessalonians. We have two messages remaining as we go through 1 and 2 Thessalonians. And we're going to be in chapter 3 this morning. So if you turn over there, full speed ahead. Full speed ahead is the name of the message. I know these are trying times and I know that uh, as you look around and you concentrate and focus on a number of issues that could be focused on, it could be depressing, you can become grumpy. You can become disheartened. It's, it's not that hard uh, to watch five, ten minutes of a news report and just say everything's a disaster. Not to mention the fact that uh, if you are connected to you know, just what's going on in the church world, there have been multiple church leaders that have fallen just in the last couple of months. Prominent names um, that have significant ministries. And they have had moral failures. And so you look at the broken world and then you look at the church culture and you say there's another, you know, pastor that's bitten the dust, so to speak, and uh, morally failed. And you can begin to throw your hands up and say, what am I supposed to do? What's little old me supposed to do in times like these? We know we have all kinds of tension with the election results. And I'll tell you what, my prayer has been very simple. And I'll just share my heart with you. I'm praying that every lie is exposed and that the truth comes to light no matter where it leads. Because God takes no pleasure in unjust scales or bribes or anything like that. So if there are things that need to come to light in this country, that's my prayer. Lord, bring them to light and bring them to light for your purposes and your glory alone. But here we are as the Church of Jesus Christ. We have a beautiful Sunday morning to share together. What are we supposed to do in light of the fact that we've studied a book that's largely about the end times, a couple of letters actually? Well, we're going to have some uh, principles that I'll give you. And let me just sketch the outline for you. What do you do? How do you move forward? How do you do a full speed ahead in times like these? Well, just remember that the church that this is written to, none of these people saw the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, in fact, it's been almost 2,000 years since this letter was written to this church. None of them saw the second coming. They went on with their lives. They lived and died. They had children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. So I'll say to you, it is good to understand eschatology and understand the end times, but it's also very good to be a person who lives your life and you go forward, you press on. You live in the light of the second coming all, always, but there are three main principles here about how to move forward. One is prayer. Prayer is extremely important. Two is evangelism. When's the last time you just simply shared the hope of Christ with a neighbor or a coworker? And three, and this is going to be for next Sunday, is hard work. To be a disciplined, hardworking person because really you build your character by the way that you go about your life. And I'm talking about having an ordered life. I'm not talking about that you never have any fun and that kind of thing, but I'm talking about that you are a hardworking, disciplined person 
not only in your spiritual life, which should be a given, but it's probably not for most of us, but also in your work life and in your family life, that you have a well-ordered life, that you work hard. That'll be for next Sunday. Full speed ahead is the text. If you are able to stand with us, would you stand? We're going to read just the first five verses. This is uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. Paul writes, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified just as it did also with you, 2 Thessalonians 3, 2. And that we will be rescued from perverse and evil men, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. You can be seated. Father, thank you so much for each precious person that has uh, entered into this place, those who have joined us via live stream. What a precious congregation this is. What a wonderful thing to be able to come together on the Lord's Day, seek our strength and refuge in you, seek our marching orders from you, and we are so grateful that we have a chance to hear the Word of God and to Let it sink deep into our souls and to activate our lives in the direction that you'd have us to go. So I pray that this message would be a message of encouragement and a message to exhort us to love and good deeds. That's one of the main reasons we gather, to encourage one another to love and good deeds. So thank you, Lord. May you be pleased with what we do. May you give hope and encouragement to your people. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people said... Amen. How many of you remember the movie The Hunt for Red October? Any? Oh, look at that. That's awesome. It's it's shocking me more and more. I look at the dates when movies were originally made, and I'm like, that movie was 1990? That means that, and I don't even know if The Hunt for Red October was 1990 or earlier or somewhere around there, but that's 30 years ago. And um, who's the actor that just uh, passed away that was in the movie? Sean Connery, right? And, uh, you know, it's life, life is temporal, right? We see these guys and they look bigger than life and uh, there's nobody, nobody makes it out alive, <laughs> right? Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter if you're a pastor, a politician, a Hollywood actor, professional athlete, right? The, the same fate is for all of us and that's why we need to preach the gospel. And that's why we need to have hope beyond this life. I was thinking of that movie because in one of the great scenes in that movie, um, a torpedo has been fired. And uh, Sean Connery's uh, the actor who says, okay, let's go forward. And they go full speed ahead and they're going right into a torpedo. And the American captain is going, this is nuts. Disobey that order. Don't you do it. Don't you go there. But then he realizes that the captain is given the order so that the torpedo cannot be fully armed. And they go straight into the torpedo and it just hits off the vessel and it doesn't explode. Sometimes you just need to go full speed ahead even when it looks strange and weird and even scary. And that's what the church has always done. 
For 2,000 years of church history, we could sit here and wallow in the mire. We can say, oh, why and what's going to happen? And we could hide or we can go full speed ahead. And if you had a chance to spend a couple of days with the Apostle Paul, I think that's what you would find with him. I don't think it, it means that he was never depressed because we have evidence that he was. I don't think that there's times that he was ever, you know, uh, he wasn't ever struggling with his faith or struggling with what he should do next. I think there's evidence that he did. He was human. But I think he always was able to muster up the strength to say, you know what, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to press on towards the goal of the upward call in Christ Jesus. And that's what some of you need to do right now. Because you have found yourself, you know, kind of in this mode of falling back. And there's a lot of reasons why someone might do that. But don't give up. Because we need to move straight ahead into the mission that God has for us. Finally, brethren, Paul opens with these words. Pray for us. That the word of the Lord may spread rapidly. Now, the Apostle Paul was this great missionary, reached so much of the known Roman world. We're probably here because the Apostle Paul got that call from the Lord. What did this guy ask for prayer for? You know, your prayer requests reveal a lot about your character. And sometimes when we're a new Christian, we don't even know how to pray. We, we think maybe you got to pray in King James English and you know, how do you do this? And people are sometimes afraid to pray out loud. I, I spent a lot of time teaching new believers classes and I would get everybody in a circle and sometimes I'd have 25 people in a class and I'd say, okay, we're going to learn to pray out loud and we'd be holding hands and I'd say, hey, all you got to do is just thank God for one thing or pray for one thing. And if you really, really, really don't want to pray, squeeze the hand of the person next to you. That will be a sign that you're not going to pray and it's their turn to pray. And inevitably, we'd begin with, you know, maybe I'd begin it or someone next to me who was helping, and people would be squeezing <laughs> all the way around. Come right back to Pastor Michael. I'm not praying. I'm not praying. I'm not praying. What is prayer? Prayer is simply just communication with God. Prayer is not to impress other people. Prayer is to cry out to God. To say, I want to know you. Prayer is an admission that, you know what, I'm dependent on God and, and I want to order my life according to his goodness and glory. Pray for us. What did Paul pray for? What did he ask for prayer for? Well, he says, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly. Is it possible that the work of God has been hindered in some way by our prayerlessness. Do you know that uh, of all that we could talk about, about how salvation works and, you know, God's part and man's free will, Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament letters, said pray that the word of the Lord, which is another word for the gospel here, would spread rapidly. Apparently, Paul believed that prayer was a key to evangelism. Do you? Do I? You know, uh, prayer meetings have been probably the weakest attended things that churches do. You have concerts and people are jamming in the doors. You do evangelism training and prayer meetings and it's usually a handful of people. And why is that? Is it that we don't believe in it? 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. I'm Rob Newton, Program Director for Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. I've been working with this ministry for nearly three years. I have to tell you, I'm so blessed the Lord has connected me with Pastor Michael and the entire staff at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. I've worked with quite a few ministries, and I'm going to be honest with you, I can be skeptical. Well, if I'm really honest, judgmental right off the bat because of my past experiences working with other ministries. I'd think, okay, they seem kind and loving. Let's see how long this lasts. Anyway, the point I'm making is that Pastor Michael and the entire staff, and I mean the entire staff, are wonderful people. Did you know before we end a staff meeting with prayer, we end it with making a list of people who need or are asking for prayer and pray for them too. I can go on and on about the staff, but time's ticking away. If you've been listening for some time, I want to let you know from my experience, Pastor Michael is a good man. He cares about the mission the Lord has placed before him. He loves his church, and he loves you. Why else would he speak the truth even when you don't want to hear it? This podcast exists because of him and the Lord's gift to him. We would love to expand this ministry to be on more radio stations, and we need your help to do it. Before we can add a radio station, we need our largest radio station airtime bill to be completely funded by listeners like you. That price per year is $44,500 a year. Now let's get transparent. Walk in Truth has been on the air since 2012, thanks to our church. Last year, 16 listeners outside our church collectively gave nearly $1,500. We were so grateful and excited to see growth. I mean, really excited. This year, in all its uncertainty, has surprised us and given us so much hope. So far, 191 listeners have collectively given nearly $11,000. It's amazing, right? We would love your help and support to raise the remaining $33,500. Monthly partnership is what we need. Can you commit to giving at least $1 a month? We have a lot of podcast listeners, and if even half commit between $1 and $5, we will make our goal. If everyone thinks, well, others will give that $1 a month, I don't need to, then most won't give. Your monthly partnership is needed. If you're a new listener, please only help by praying for our ministry and its mission to equip people with God's truth. But if you've listened for some time and you're starting to see walking truth as I do, please commit to giving $1 to $5 a month. Or if you're already a monthly partner, upping your gift by $5. Please visit walkintruth.com today to give your tax-deductible donation. That's walkintruth.com. And thank you. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. You know, uh, prayer meetings have been probably the weakest attended things that churches do. You have concerts and people are jamming in the doors. You do evangelism training and prayer meetings and it's usually a handful of people. And why is that? Is it that we don't believe in it? I have been watching, you know, some of the events unfolding in our world and people stressing about all the election stuff and where the country is headed. And there's good reason to be concerned. But I was watching the Eric Metaxas show. You guys know Eric Metaxas. And uh, he's, he's a great guy. And he's written a, a couple of incredible books. He wrote a book on Bonhoeffer, by the way, that is an excellent book. And Bonhoeffer was in Nazi Germany and had to deal with all of that as a pastor. And Eric Metaxas was interviewing Michelle Bachman, who's been in leadership, political leadership. And she was holding a prayer meeting in Massachusetts. And I just thought it was amazing that here you have a couple of people who are very politically minded and, you know, we would probably listen to them on a, a myriad of subjects and they're talking about prayer. And even the president, no matter what you think of him, 
has asked the people all over the country who are Christians to pray. I think that's pretty amazing that the President of the United States is asking the Christian church to pray. See, when we pray, heaven is enlisted. And the Apostle Paul said, I want you, brethren, please pray for us. And pray that the word of the Lord would spread rapidly, that it would run swiftly, New King James, verse 1, and be glorified just as it did also with you. Pray for us, brethren, that the word of the Lord, ESV, may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. Brethren, whatever the reasons are for the ongoing pandemic in our world and the pressure and the division in our country, I will say to you, and this has been said over the last seven, eight months, that I believe that the Lord is really trying to get our attention. And I think that one of the main ways that this country is going to heal is that we are people of prayer and that the Word of God spreads rapidly across our land. We need another great awakening. Nothing less than another great awakening. Because the answers are not ultimately going to come through politics or anything else that you could talk about. The answers are going to come when my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray. They seek my face. They turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will heal their, forgive their sin and heal their land. Some people say, well, that's Second Chronicles. That's the Old Testament. Yeah, but the principle is still true. If a people will call out to the Lord, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and you are the nation. A nation is made up of individuals. And so what the individuals in a nation do determines really the fate of that nation. And notice part B of the prayer request, that it spreads rapidly, runs swiftly, New King James, and that the word of God is honored as happened among you. Think about it. Just think about verse 1 and think about how our nation has gone. Is the word of God honored in the public square right now? You know, there are places today that you can't mention the name of Jesus in the public setting, where the Ten Commandments can't be mentioned, where God has, for all intents and purposes, been booted out, and then we wonder. We tag our speeches with, God bless America, yet our actions are not in keeping with the Word of God. And the Lord said to His own people, you draw near to me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. And at some point, the Lord, and this is really what he does, he measures, he, he looks at the motives of the heart. Nothing gets by him. And that's why we can have confidence, even with where the nation is right now, that the Lord is going to work it out. That the word of God will run swiftly is probably a uh, picking up something from Psalm 147. Let's turn over there. Psalm 147. The Psalms are medicine for the soul. I hope that you're reading the Psalms regularly. Um, I had a chance to spend a little bit of time in several psalms this morning. I was looking at Psalm 147 because the image of the swift running is within the psalm, but it's just so good. I thought it would minister to all of us. So let's read it together. Psalm 147 verse 1 says this, Praise the Lord. It is good to sing praises to our God. Psalm 147, 1. It is pleasant and praise is becoming. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted. Binds up their wounds. He counts the numbers of the stars four. 
He gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. The Lord supports the afflicted. If that's you, he'll support you. He brings down the wicked to the ground. Sing, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises to our God on the lyre. Who covers the heavens with clouds. Who provides rain for the earth. Who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food and to the young ravens which cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He does not take pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord favors those who fear him, those who wait for his loving kindness. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your sons within you. He makes peace in your borders. He satisfies you with the finest of the wheat. Here's what many commentators believe Paul is picking up on verse 15. He sends forth his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts forth his ice as fragments. Who can stand before his cold? He sends forth his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters to flow. He declares his words to Jacob, his statutes, and his ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any nation. And as for his ordinances, they have not known them. And then it ends. Let's say it together. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to Full Speed Ahead, Part 1 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1-5. through 5. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, just so you know, we're trying to make Walk in Truth 100% listener-supported. If you've made Walk in Truth part of your regular listening, would you please consider becoming a monthly partner? Our annual expenditures for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, operations, and much more reach over $150,000. Our fiscal year starts in April, and so far, thanks to listeners like you, we've raised nearly $24,000. The rest of the bills are paid by our church. Now, we're so grateful because we've seen the tremendous growth in listener partnerships since we started this ministry. Every step closer to being fully supported by our listeners makes it possible for this ministry to expand to more radio stations and to reach more people. Would you please consider giving either a one-time donation of $200 or become a monthly partner giving at least $10? Your tax-deductible donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please pray and consider partnering with Pastor Michael and Walk in Truth. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln made a Thanksgiving proclamation making Thanksgiving a national holiday. And, you know, it was given in the light of some very difficult times. Something that Lincoln said in that Thanksgiving proclamation is really amazing. He talked about that we're a nation that's forgotten God. You know, as he was proclaiming a national holiday, he was saying, you know, one of the reasons we need a Thanksgiving national holiday is because we've forgotten God in our unbridled success, if I recall the exact way that he put it. You know, he he talked about how our success even can move our eyes away from God. Now, brothers and sisters, here we are in 2020, 
And this has been a hard, hard year. And some of you may be finding less and less things to be thankful for, but I'll tell you this. God has allowed this to happen, perhaps, just like in 1863 when Lincoln sent this out, to move us back toward him so that we don't forget where our blessings come from. Because in our success and in our American lives and American dream and all of that stuff, we can forget the one who made all things possible. And I pray that this Thanksgiving will bring us back to him. Father, I thank you for our wonderful listening family. And I thank you for this blessed Thanksgiving day. It is so awesome to know that you're the God who's given us every good and perfect gift. It comes from you and we give you thanks As a family right now, we're not at the same table uh, specifically, but we are at the table of the Lord in one respect. That is, we've sat here and taken in the word of God, and we are family. Every believer is family in Jesus Christ, and I pray you'll bless our family. I give you thanks for our family, and I thank you for the body of Christ and the truth of God's word and the bond that we have in the Holy Spirit as believers. What a blessing. And I pray that everyone hearing my voice right now would be blessed. Thank you, Father. We love you. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his beautiful face shine upon you. May he give you shalom peace. We'll see you right here tomorrow. God bless. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1-5, through 5, called full speed ahead. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth and happy Thanksgiving. Here at Walk in Truth, it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.